nice to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? Hello, Sharks fans. We are back. Um, not we, I guess you should say I'm back. Me, Kyle, I'm back. Um, and as you're going to hear in a couple minutes, C is not with, I was going to say not with us, but it sounds like they died, which they didn't. They're very much alive uh, with a real job at SB Nation. So to kind of back it up and what's been going on and why we've been off the air for about a month now, a little over a month. As most of you know, because most of you live in San Jose, is the AB5 laws came in and that kind of put contract work and freelance work into a death spiral. Um, Shout out to Uber and Lyft, who then weaseled out of it. But that's neither here nor there because SB Nation then had to figure out what they were doing with their contracts and and their people and their freelancers and and what was happening there. And we all know how they handled that, uh, which was pretty poorly. So that kind of, it directly affected C and myself because we both worked at Fear the Fin um, and then we both did the podcast so we kind of had to take a step back figure what was going on and then when Locked On also got their stuff straightened away we kind of targeted a a February return date for all the California shows just so that it could be rebooted and everything's on the up and up new hosts could sign contracts and stuff but in all of that sadly C became uh, a casualty because C was offered a full-time role at SB Nation as the head of the California hockey blogs, which uh, obviously you're not going to turn that down to do a podcast with my dumb ass from Toronto. So C couldn't no longer do the podcast and also uh, uh, fulfill their role for SB Nation uh, as the head of California blogs or California sites. Um, so uh they had to make the tough decision to do that. And for, in my opinion, it's not a tough decision. you got to take the real job with the real money and the, and the real career prospects um, rather than, than helping Locked On grow and, and stuff like that. So C will come on sometimes as a guest. Um, and personally, I will be recording a podcast with C uh, in the coming week or so. And we'll put that on the Locked On feed with, with C as a guest and kind of just end our three-year run uh, of podcasting together. But um congratulations to see and from here uh it's a brave new world and we have a brave new host for locked on sharks it's now 300 percent more wiener um and just like every other of your favorite podcasts it's three white dudes talking into microphones um so i will be sticking around uh kyle demetrius your faithful shit talker from toronto uh and the first person uh the official co-host they're both co-hosts, but for political reasons. Um, J.D. Young uh, will be the other official co-host. So, J.D., are you there? I am. All right. Welcome to uh, Locked On Sharks. How do you feel? Uh, very excited. Been looking forward to getting this going for a little bit. Yeah. So, we've kind of known that that yourself and the other host will be We're coming on for a couple of weeks now. Um, but we've been organizing and working out. And honestly, we're kind of lazy. So uh, <laughs> we, we put it off. Um, and before we dive into to who you guys are, let's introduce the other other uh, contributor and the other host. And that's Eric Fowl. Eric, how are you? Doing okay. Glad to be here. 
All right, that was you guys were not excited. What am, what am I? I mean, I, well, I just don't want to like screw anything up. So we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it easy for the first one. No, I, I am excited to be here, but I'm like you know, I like numbers, so I'm measured. I'm measured. Yeah. So <laughs> you're you're measured. What do the numbers say about excitement? Okay. So <laughs> basically, what we're gonna do from here on out is it, it's gonna be the three of us, uh, myself, Kyle, uh, JD, and Eric. Um, you're going to get some podcasts that'll be just two of us. Um, I doubt we'll ever have a solo show, but we might. Um, you'll get a lot of podcasts of the three of us because we like talking about the Sharks. Um, we're going to bring some new stuff. Eric is heavy into uh, the nerddom uh, with the <laughs> charts and the fancy stuff. So we're going to add that into our show. Uh, JD's been watching hockey forever, so he's going to bring his perspective on what the Sharks are doing wrong uh, this season and going forward. Um, and really what we're going to try to do is, is keep the lockdown spirit alive and, and put out five shows a week and, and try to give you the best possible Sharks content that, that we can. And I think the best place to start is to, to throw it to my new uh, co-host. And JD, let's start with you. When did you become a Sharks fan? Oh, and before you answer that, both of them live in California. One, JD, you live in San Jose? No. No, you live in the middle of nowhere. JD lives in, in bumfuck nowhere, California. I live but in Eric... Fresno, which is like the fifth largest city in Fres in California. Okay, so Fresno. <laughs> Isn't there a bunch of like hillbillies there? Uh it is a very uh yeah, right wing oriented. <laughs> <laughs> so JD is from Fresno and Eric is from San Francisco. Uh so they're both from California. So now you guys can get off our back so we don't have any California people. Uh -huh. <laughs> on the podcast so jd when did you become a sharks fan how did you become a sharks fan uh so i was actually i grew up a flyers fan my mom was a flyers fan so i grew up watching the flyers and uh, eric lindros was actually my like childhood hero um but then i kind of fell out of hockey for a little bit and after the lockout i actually went to Which a lockout? uh the was it uh, 2005 okay. kind of yeah so i I went to a, actually a Sharks Flyers game on a whim with my friend, fell in love with it. Um, the next, you know, bought tickets right away to go back. And then uh, I, my friend and I, we were sitting there and we they had the nice, sweet black armor jerseys. Uh, I got a Patrick Marlowe one and he got a Joe Thornton one and we were off. You got, wait, did you get the Thornton or the Marlowe jersey? I got the Marlowe. He got the Thornton. Why? Ooh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Did you think What's I wrong? want the worst player of this tandem? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, he is At called the time, Mr. Shark. He's really good. Yeah, but I still. mean, yeah, that, that's unfair. We'll get we'll get into our biases later. So you've been around since I guess the the first lockout. Then that's a yeah. solid like 14, 15 year run. All right, Eric. When when and how and why did you decide to eat your soul apart every year? I mean that wasn't that wasn't like a conscious decision. Um, my <laughs> my the the family that that I grew up with uh, were basically our next door neighbors when I was young, and his dad got season tickets almost from day one. Um, I mean at that point I was like seven, so we weren't going to games. Uh, maybe one or two, but started going to games with him. So I was like a nominal fan since forever, basically since '91, uh, and then. I went to college in the East Coast some years later, and when you're a freshman, you can't, or a freshman dude, you can't get into, like, frat parties, and you can't get into bars, 
So the only thing we could do was drink in the dorms and then go to hockey games. And so I'd go to hockey games on Friday nights and like sit at the glass and, and it was like up close and personal. I was like, oh, this, this is cool. So I'd come home um, for break and come home in, in May after the school year was up and go to playoff games occasionally. And then I just started watching a ton of it. And then I think in the last few years as the the hockey analytics kind of community has materialized mostly on Twitter and then all the new research came out, I've started to pay a lot of attention to that. Yeah, so you're big into the charts and the numbers and the fancy stats and heat maps and blobs and shit like that, right? Yeah, I I I I, I buy that, you know, they're not perfect, but that they do a better job of like explaining to me um actual player skill level uh, and like what happened in a game or what's happening in a season more so than me watching games can or like traditionally use stats like goals and assists and plus minus and time on ice and, and penalty minutes and the sort of things that we've been kind of I guess like ingrained into thinking are are like the true measures of a player's impact and JD what do you are you also uh living living the XL life or are you out here free willing with goals and assists uh I like to dip my toes into it uh, i'm nowhere near as experienced with it but uh, you know i'm kind of in the blend of you know like looking at the numbers and then kind of trying to compare what you see on ice and marrying the two together but you know. yeah i mean like i think that's what we're we're the three of us i think are going to try well you and i will be trying to do that more so than Eric, who, who knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Whereas I'm just like, yeah, sure. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Matt Molson, he sucks. Um, so I, I think as we like get more and more into this, I think it'll help us to learn the, the fancy stat aspect uh, a little more, but getting away from that, cause that's kind of, that's not, we don't have anything to talk about right now about that because we're recording mid Tampa sharks. JD, what's your favorite single favorite sharks memory? I would have to say it's the right after they won the Western Conference Finals and they knew that they were going to the uh, the Stanley Cup. I sat on my couch and cried, and then my wife laughed at me for crying. And my two year old son is just running around the house, just has no idea what's going on in his little Joe Pavelski uh, jersey, and I'm just sitting on the couch crying, just like actually like like full like ugly cry, like Oprah cry, or just like man tears where you're proud of them. <laughs> A little bit of both. All right. <laughs> okay, fair. fair. <laughs> Eric, did you cry when they made the finals? I don't. I don't think I've cried. I've only cried at like sports games when I was a kid and I lost. Oh really? And I and I like. Yeah, I don't think I've cried as an adult watching sports as a result of the sports game. If the Sharks like won a Stanley Cup and I was there, I might cry i've maintained i've maintained for like the last i'm 30 i think i'm the youngest of the three of you but we're all around the same age Uh, i'm 30 i've maintained for a good like 12 13 years now that if the sharks won the cup i would cry i would just no matter i'd be out at a bar yeah people i I would probably cry no dude we're gonna go we're gonna go to the if if it's the first one ever we're gonna be there i don't yeah well some of us don't live like they have to play the leafs like if, if they played the leafs it would first of all, my friend group would splinter, um, <laughs> or the halves. I would just be friend, friendless and familyless. But um, if they played the Leafs, I'd have to go. But that, that's really like so. When they made the finals in 2016 against Pittsburgh, I contemplated dr- getting a single ticket, driving to Pittsburgh, which is like eight hours, I guess, Oof. and then driving home. 
But the problem was I had started my brand new job (laughs) on Monday, like my first ever corporate job on the Monday. So I didn't want to risk driving like the Tuesday or the Wednesday and coming into work and stuff like that. So it's kind of a regret. (laughs) I really wish I would have went, but um, I didn't. Okay. So Eric, who's your favorite shark of all time? Or what's your, what's your Mount Rushmore of sharks? If that's easier. Uh, Yeah. I, I, so just like for, transparency's sake it's going to be a much more current version because even though i've i've like quote unquote been a fan forever i really have no no like idea of who on the previous teams was any good or or sort of even some of the bigger names that people talk about so you have no jeff reason takes no like he seemed like he was a, a good player but like we don't have charts for him so i don't know man like i don't really know all i have is his scoring like goals per game rate which is sort of bogus so uh like Owen Nolan, if we're gonna go back and pick an older player, I'm gonna. Hey, this with is him. you. This is all you. You can pick the four. In your uh, cards. I, I'm not well, gonna judge. I you. am. I am. No, I. Well, you are, but it's okay. It's okay. You don't. <laughs> you, you can judge me, but you can tell me about it later. So, so Owen Nolan to go to go back a little bit. Joe Thornton, which it, am I picking like five here, like a lineup kind of thing? Uh, uh, as the Canadian here, I said Mount Rushmore, and I feel like you guys should know your own history. <laughs> uh-huh. That's four. That's a four. Four. Okay. Oh, damn, dude. All right. Well, then. That's really hard because then Eric Carlson is the third, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna chisel another face on the mountain and put Timo and Hurdle on it. So wait, who was your who was your group? You missed one. No, no, I got I got um, Owen Nolan, Joe yeah. Thornton, Eric Carlson, and then and then I don't know who to pick out of Timo and Hurdle. So Tomas Meyer. Yeah, exactly. Tomas it's like Meyer. a just like a weird. It's like if like Lincoln like a, and I don't know who's on the end. I yeah, like know, a Hurdle Myro Weenie or something. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Um, JD, what's your what's your Rushmore? My Rushmore. Uh, I'm gonna go Thornton, Marlowe, Pavelski, Couture. Oh man, you you should work for the company. Yeah, that's the most like. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the most. Yeah, that's like the company line right there. Like these are the stars. <laughs> So that is it. No one else exists on this team. <laughs> These guys have the hearts of champions, and that is that. <laughs> yeah, those are the true locker room. I, I mean, if Pavelski were still around to get mad on the bench, the Sharks would be in a playoff position right now. He so. doesn't get mad, so he just He quietly. just gets even? Yeah, he just <laughs> quietly. <laughs> is, that what, is that what's happening? He just takes dome shots? Um, do, you guys have, do you guys have a favorite goalie from, from Sharks lore? There's not many to pick from because they're all varying shades of bad i feel like no. nabby was was like legitimately the best goalie they've had i don't know how good urbe was but i remember i remember having some urbe affinity in my in my early days but that's just because it's easy to remember goalies because there are fewer of them typically yeah urbe was all right i guess i don't know there was ed belfort for 13 games yeah well that's <laughs> like i mean you know it's like being a mike hoffman fan or something <laughs> Uh, JD, do you have a, do you have a favorite tender? Is it Anti Niemi? Uh, that guy? Not really. I don't have one. Really? Oh, this is, they've oh, all been bad. Niemi was good. He was no, good. No, this is that's a hot take. What, okay, I'll give you I'll give you thirty five seconds to vamp on Niemi being good. Who me? Well, whoever just know, defended it was, it, was it, was, it was Eric. To, to Kyle, we sound the same apparently. So to Kyle, this is just like it's basically might as well be two people on the podcast. Our um, American accents are 
Yeah, this just yeah, yeah, this, the, the, this NorCal Northern server, California. dude. Yeah, I, it's, it's <laughs> sounding the exact same to me. You guys might as well just be the same I, person. I just looked at. Remember when all that like all decade team bullshit came out and and it wasn't bullshit. Was, it was fun. Sorry, it was fun. It was it was fun <laughs> bullshit. And so I was trying to figure out who the Sharks goalies I wanted to pick. So I, I did. I definitely wanted a hot take. And like Martin Jones is not my favorite. And looking at some of the aggregate statistics or i think i did year by year because niemi it's hard to go by um career because niemi went on to play for like five different teams after the sharks when he was horrible but if you look at just his sharks years like his were all on the top of the list between him and dell and jones and well that was it because nabokov technically didn't play in the decade so it's very very low bar to clear it's only it's only three people right right right. It's it's only three but like he most of his seasons were like positive seasons that would that would rate in the top half of like starters i think if you were to like plop them in right now yeah I, yeah i don't know i just i love nabokov was hoping somebody would be like yeah i also love Evgeny nabokov and i originally wanted to name so back in the fear of the fin days i wanted to name the podcast the Evgeny nabokov um yeah i got shot down uh because that's a that's, terrible take yeah, it's um but if you've been a listener of this podcast, uh, Locked On Sharks, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Sharks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Sharks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company, your local company, the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Sharks fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com backslash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so now that we figured out that you guys don't like any Sharks goalies and they need to sign a good one going forward, what's your... Aaron Dell. Is Aaron Dell good? He's been better than Jones with the exception of like last year, I think. In smaller minutes, fewer minutes, I understand. I understand. But give him more. Sure, but what about the other goalie positions? Well, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think the issue is not the issue is not the Dell slot; it's the Martin Jones slot. So it almost doesn't matter who you sign, as long as you can sign him cheaply, because Martin Jones is still there. Do Do you guys think they should change for? Uh, is it Gorgiev or Georgiev from the? Rangers? I have no idea. I mean, maybe, but like, I, I sure, but. I just depends on how much I have to pay. Who 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 are they gonna have to pay more? I guess can they get like Dell to stick around on a super cheap contract again? Is Georgiev gonna want like three million dollars or something? I don't know what what paying certain guys is gonna look like. JD, if you were Aaron Dell, would you piece the same? Uh, the one thing you have to think about is his. Uh, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or fiance or wife. Like she's a uh, Niners cheerleader, so maybe that might help keep him here. Jonas Donskoy's uh, girlfriend or fiance was a Niners cheerleader too, and look how yeah. that turned out. So. But uh, <laughs> he also, like Pete Bohr actively hated Donskoy. So, yeah, if I was Don, like Donskoy, it made sense for him getting out. But I think with Dell, like, since 
he's been playing well in a small sample size, so maybe the market may not be there. So I think, you know, maybe signing another kind of one-year role, knowing that you're probably going to be at least 50, 50, splitting the time 50-50 and then trying to capitalize on your, you know, on a career year for... So that could the, be the, a, the, the Kevin LeBanc route. Try to capitalize yeah. on our career here, and hopefully it doesn't backfire. <laughs> yes, <case>. that's yes. <laughs> okay, so you guys, as as we come to the end here, um, more of you guys and what your psyche is, because everybody knows everything about me at this point. What's your what's your jersey collection looking like these days? Eric Carlson. Just just seven Eric Carlson jerseys. <laughs> just I just every time I have an opportunity to buy another one, I get another. No, I only have one. I used to have. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. I have an Eric Carlson, and then I have a very cheap, like '91 Originals knockoff that has no, no one on the nameplate and no number. But I did. Oh, nice. it, it does have Vlasic Boyle, I think like Walleen and one other random like Ian White signatures on them. Do you have so. a Nicholas Walleen? My so my, my little sister, um, one of my younger sisters, like loves to go get signatures and stuff like that after the games, and so I was like not trying to do that. So I gave her my jersey and went to the bars, and she came back, and those were the <laughs> players that those were the players that had walked out of the tunnel and signed the jersey for her. So I was like, all right, I'll, that's fine. I got. It's actually kind of boss that you have like the most random dude on there, rather than somebody good like everybody has. It's kind of funny. Um, JD, what, what's in your closet? Uh, so I have a black, uh, the black Marlowe jersey with, and then I have a Couture Stadium Series jersey. I have a Pavelski white jersey, or, and then I have uh, last year I got for Christmas for my wife. I got a uh, one of the new uh, Adidas Hurdle jerseys. Wow, you're just stacked in jerseys. I feel like I have, I have like barely none compared to you guys. Um, okay, and what other, do you guys have any other like favorite merch? Like JD, I know you like Funko Pops. Do you have yeah. any of those bad boys kicking around? What's your, what's your, what's your Sharks merch? Are you like super nerdy? Do you have like a, a Sharks den where you go uh, to watch Sharks games? No, I have kids, so there's no place for a den. Uh, so, <laughs> but in my office at work, I actually, I have a little like, uh, kind of Funko Pop shrine. So I have a Brent Byrne one because that's the only Brent Byrne one. Or Brent Burns is the only like shark that they've done a Funko Pop of. Um, I do have the uh, Hurdle Christmas sweater or Christmas suit uh, bobblehead up there. Um, I got a, a Pavelski Captain America bobblehead from a friend floating around my house somewhere. So and then of course I have the gritty Funko Pop because gritty is the best. <laughs> Because you're because you're actually Kevin Kurtz with your Philadelphia right. Flyer fandom. Yes, I'm on right. to you. Good, yes. good, good to know, Eric. What's your what's your swag game looking like? Uh what do I have? I've got I got the the Marlowe bobblehead. I have a Burns bobblehead. I think. Don't you have that Boss Sharks hat with the flowers on it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so that one is is is. Is awesome. So after the during the playoffs, during their I want to say during the cup run, Joe Ward always had the the most amazing hats on. And I saw this one where the brim was like floral print, and I was just like, "Yo, I gotta find that," and I couldn't find it. My girlfriend at the time, now fiance, um, for my my thirtieth birthday, like found a snapback white sharks hat with the OG logo on it on eBay. Ordered that 
found someone else who puts like custom brims on those hats, sent it to him and was like, Hey, I want like a floral pattern. And then, and then gave it to me. So she went through like a whole lot of trouble to, to like essentially Frankenstein this hat together. And it's amazing. And this is why, you're, awesome. marrying, this is why you're marrying her. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, we can stop being girlfriend and boyfriend now if you want. Like, ex-girlfriend, <laughs> ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also actually on my birthday, she, so she used to work at NBC, NBC sports and she like, kind of kept in touch with brett hedekin a little bit so so she um had him facetime me on my birthday it was great oh shit i I talked to brett a little bit yeah and he he invited us to go watch uh, a game from the press box so i got to watch a period of like sharks kings a few years ago uh talking to talking to uh rusinowski oh that's actually dope okay last question before we get out of here for uh the intro podcast the most boring format of all podcasts from here on out for locked on sharks well, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Eric first. Eric, who's the most overrated shark of all time? Of all time, my God. Well, honestly, right now it's Brent Burns. I think uh, Tierney for a while was kind of was kind of taking the cake back when he was a shark. There was a lot of like, yo, he might be like the next one center or two C, and I was like, the dude can barely play like four C with his head above water, kind of thing. So, I. That was he was one who I was just like, what is what are people talking about? <laughs> the war on the war on Cobra, uh, JD, who's the most overrated shark of all time? When we already know that you're corporate company man, so you can't say Joe Pavelski, which is my, my <laughs> answer. But uh, who is it for you? Ooh, uh, damn, I don't really have one in my top of my head. Who do you hate? Which shark did you hate the most? Ooh, uh, are, you, you're, are you not a hate-filled man? <laughs> I, I don't have one off the top of my head. I Honestly, I don't. I can't think of one right now. All right, that, that's fair. Uh, I'll just put out there that I hate Ten Huskins uh, with every moral fiber of my body. Um, that's a thing. That's like old shark that sucked for one year. Um and I also don't like Rafi Torres, but whatever. Nobody likes Rafi Torres. Okay, so that's our show for today. Keep it locked to Locked on Sharks. Five days a week we're coming at you. Every day, Monday to Friday, uh, we're going to figure a, a new schedule for you guys um, so that we can get it into your ear holes uh, so you can drive home in shitty California traffic listening to our, our beautiful man voices. Um, every day, Monday to Friday, uh, we're going to have some special guests on coming through this year. Uh, we're going to have all of your Sharks tank uh, information coming up. We'll be your tank commanders for this year. If you want to follow Eric on the Twitter machine, you can follow him at Foul Ball. That's spelled F-O-W-L-E-B-A-L-L. And if you want to follow JD on the Twitter machine, it's at My Fry Hole, spelled all traditional ways. There's a 15 at the end of mine, but yeah. Fuck. And I mean, that's about it. Foul. Follow Kyle on Twitter at, at Kyle Demetrius. Demetrius spelled Demetrius. And <laughs> spelled spell the traditional way. Well, the traditional um, way. I guess we'll we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep a classic going from the uh, C and Kyle era. Either one of you have a final thought. Eric Carlson is the San Jose Shark. <laughs>